Hello and welcome to the Rior Europe podcast, your weekly roundup of the most interesting trends and developments in performing credit, stressed and distressed, restructuring and post-reorg in the European and SEMA markets. It's Tuesday, January the 17th. I'm Katerina Dacier. Coming up this week, high-yield editor Robert Schack will take us through the highlights in the primary markets so far this week. Reporter Andrew Ross will discuss a new recapitalization agreement of UK value retailer Matalan. And finally, I will chat with editor Aurelia Seidofer about German real estate company Adler's Group restructuring. But first, a list of upcoming deadlines, meetings, hearings and announcements connected with EMEA and SEMA credits this week. Italian football club Juventus scheduled a shareholder meeting on January 18th to appoint a new set of directors. The entire board of directors of the club resigned on November 28th, having acknowledged that the accounting of certain salary transactions may be subject to different interpretations. The board has ordered a revision of its financial statements for financial years 2020, 2021 and 2022 and will continue its activities under a prorogatio regime until tomorrow. Elsewhere, scheme creditors of Dutch Telecoms Group, Vion Group, must submit their voting and proxy forms by 5 p.m. GMT on Friday. Vion amended the terms of its scheme of arrangement proposal following feedback from certain 2023 note holders on January 12. This morning, the company said it will allow certain 2023 note holders extra time to provide proof of their holdings in order to vote on its proposed scheme after the initial custody instruction deadline passed on January the 13th. Hi Rob, how is the primary market looking at the moment? Hi Kat. Following a strong finish in December to a difficult year, the European primary market made a solid start to the year. New CLOs are printing while high-yield funds have continued to record inflows. However, the main driver of new issuance remains the need to term out maturities, with most of the deals in the market refinancing debt. Terios, a French sugar producer, is in the market with a new €300 million senior note due 2028 in a straight refi of its €313 million senior notes due 2023. The new notes were initially guided at 7.5% compared to 4.8% on the old notes, Price talk has been tightened to seven and a quarter to seven and three eighths percent, showing strong support for the deal. And Italian medical equipment company Lima Corporate launched a 275 million euro senior secured FRN due 2028 to refinance its 2023 bonds, as well as paid on draws under its RCF. So, is refinancing upcoming maturities no longer a problem for performing credit? Not quite. The market is still challenging overall, so many issuers are opting for a more cautious dual-trans approach to tackle the maturity schedules by launching partial A&Es. North Anglia Education is marketing a $1.9 billion equivalent term loan B due 2028, split between euros and dollars to deal with its first lien debt maturity. Under the deal, it seeks to extend 1.4 billion euros of its term loan B to January 2028 and raise an additional $500 million of the new TLB to fund roughly 400 million euro equivalent of prepayments and deal expenses. The new term loan B is being guided at a 97 OID with a margin in the 475 to 500 basis point Uriva SOFA range. French credit management services group ICARA is pursuing a similar approach. 
It is asking holders of its 570 million euros of fixed and floating rate senior secured notes due 2024 to exchange their bonds into a new minimum 425 million euros senior secured FRN due February 2027 and is looking to sell some of the new notes to raise cash to prepay some of its existing notes. The new notes will pay Euribor plus 650 basis points. And Port Aventura, a Spain-based theme park operator, opted for a full a &E instead. It is seeking a two-and-a-half-year maturity extension of its 620 million term loan B to December 2026. In exchange for participating, investors will, see, will receive a margin increase to between Euribor plus 500 basis points and Euribor 525 basis points, up from 350 basis points over Euribor. There will also be an upfront fee of between 25 to 3.5%. And when we will see some debit issuers again? Probably not for a while, given the LBMO market is not yet fully revived. However, issuers will likely continue to tap the market to fund smaller bolt-on acquisitions. Fast food restaurant operator Restaurant Brands Iberia is currently marking, marketing a 260 billion euro non-fungible add-on to its term loan B2 to fund the acquisition of 158 Burger King restaurants from Portuguese fast food chain operator Ibasol. The acquisition, which was agreed in August last year, had a roughly 260 euro million enterprise value. Thank you, Rob. Hi Andrew, another big update on Matalan regarding a new recapitalization agreement. Can you take us through the latest? Sure, yeah, so big news indeed. Uh, in a nutshell, senior lenders to Matalan are set to take ownership of the business in a deal which will end founder John Hargreaves' control of the retailer after almost 40 years at the helm. The takeover by the senior secured bondholders comprising Invesco, ManGLG, Napier Park and Trezador comes as part of the finalised terms of their recapitalisation agreement with Madeleine, which also marks the conclusion of its strategic sale process. The transaction will result in a day one debt reduction of £257 million, with the company's gross debt now at £336 million compared with £593 million previously. In addition, the company will receive a capital injection of up to £100 million along with a four-year financing runway whereby the earliest maturity will be in January 2027. The agreement also includes a flexible debt package which provides committed, undrawn funding, additional basket capacity and a range of downside protections. Um, so this transaction is scheduled to be completed on January 26th, at which point ownership of the business will transfer to the first lien note holders. So Reorg has been reporting on Matalan's sale process since it was launched in September. How did it come to this? So yeah, the M&A process was launched at the end of September, as you said, um, with Matalan's ad hoc group of first lien secured note holders. Uh, hoping for a target price of at least £410 million to cover the group's £350 million senior secured notes and a £60 million super senior uh, term loan provided by Bantry Bay. Uh, a number of parties took interest, resulting in bids from Madeline founder John Hargreaves, who teamed up with Elliott Advisors and turnaround firms Altieri and Op Capita. Uh, submitting bids too. Um, in addition, a group holding the majority of Madeline's second lien loans, which submitted a bid of £500 million in the first round of the sale, was also in the running. However, no suitable second round bid emerged and the senior secured bondholders had to resort to their fallback option, um, which was taking full control of the group by part equitizing their debt. And why was that, Andrew? 
So the lack of suitable bids came down to, in large part, to Madeleine's financial performance in a run-up to the Christmas period. Um, last week, Reorg revealed that Madeleine had actually cut its EBITDA forecast for the fiscal year ending February 2023 to £30.1 million, compared with what it was, uh, £81.2 million uh, previously forecast in September. The lower forecast was the result of a serious and sustained deterioration, it said, of its trading performance from late September onwards um, compared with, against its business plan. So the earnings miss means that instead of generating cash, the group will burn about £54 million of cash in fiscal 2023, partly driven by a £26 million working capital outflow. Um, Madeleine's bonds actually dived on the morning of January 12th on this, on this news that Madeleine revised its EBITDA forecast. Quotes for the group's £350 million senior secured notes due 2023 hit lows of 35-45. Um, in the morning um, from the lows of 80s in the day before, uh, before stabling at around 45 slash 48, while the 80 million pound second lien notes due 2024 were quoted at 0.25 slash 4.25, according to a buy seller we spoke with. Thank you, Andrew. There was also some more news on Adler Group recently. Aurelia, can you tell us a bit more about the restructuring? Yes, so the German real estate company, which has dominated headlines in the restructuring space over the last few months, um, is now uh, seemingly in the final stretch of a resolution. The company said that uh, it plans to use a UK restructuring plan to implement an agreement uh, it has reached with bondholders just before Christmas. That's interesting because I remember that there were some issues with a group of creditors centered around the 2029 bond that opposed the restructuring agreement. Yes, that's right. Uh, The company uh, initially tried to implement the deal, which featured up to 937 million new money via a consensual German process where holders of each bonds affected by the agreement would have had to vote with a 75% uh, threshold in favor of the deal. But uh, that failed uh, just before Christmas because the 2029 bond um, didn't reach this required threshold. Okay, so now in broad terms, how does the restructuring plan part 26A work? Yes, so this is a tried and tested approach under English law, which many of our listeners will be very familiar with. And the company said it has already taken some steps for the plan to be implemented. Under this uh, process, the company will need um, to reach a 75% threshold in each class to approve the plan. So that's a bit different than, you know, for each bond. But most importantly, in this process, the dissenting creditor classes may be crammed down as long as they are no worse off than they would be in the relevant alternative which is typically an insolvency. And if at least uh, one in the money class of creditors votes in favor of the plan with the required majority. So this is obviously quite a a useful tool for Adler to implement this agreement. Okay, and what kind of classes do you think the company will suggest? And do you expect any issues with the implementation via this route? Um, Well, we can only really speculate about how they would split the creditor classes. Um, 
but uh, just looking from the outside, it looks like it could be a good idea to try to split each bond into a class, actually, because all the bonds, except the 2029 bonds, voted in excess of um, the 75% threshold uh, in these consent solicitations, which I mentioned uh, earlier, before Christmas. So um, the only one was for the 2027 bond. It was uh, a bit tight at 77%, but but that would still work. Um, of course, under this process, um, the court would also look at other requirements before sanctioning the scheme. So, for example, they would check whether none of the members of the dissenting class would be any worse off than there would be in the rele relevant alternative, which we said would be the insolvency. Um, in this case, um, this is likely uh, to be fulfilled, so the relevant alternative, because it would be probably very difficult for the company to repay uh, maturities in 2023 if the plan is not sanctioned. And in an insolvency, in this case, all these unsecured note holders affected by the agreement would be treated the same. So for their part, the 2029 holders clearly think that the proposal is unfair because their maturity date is far enough away for the company to stage a recovery of sorts. Um, however, the relevant alternative is the main thing um, to keep in mind when thinking about the cross-class cram-down in this case. So, in short, even if the 2029 holders think the, the deal is not very fair, the, the court may still um, agree that it is actually fair and can be implemented. So, since this is a German company using a UK process, do you think there could be any issues with the German courts recognizing the plan? Yeah, so this is another interesting question which the court will um, need to consider, um, or the creditors as well. But generally speaking, um, some other German companies like Löwenplay have used English tools to implement restructuring agreements since Brexit and didn't have any issues. So. It, it doesn't seem super, super likely that there's going to be a problem. And uh, the lockup agreement in relation to the, um, to the restructuring agreement actually contained uh, provisions to submit to the jurisdiction of the English court. Um, the company has already taken um, a step in the right direction to use um, the English tool. So it switched the issue of the notes to a company in England and Wales which will help uh, meet the jurisdictional requirements for this foreign company to use um, the restructuring plan. Uh, perhaps a greater hurdle for the recognition process um, is whether the governing law of the unsecured bonds has been changed from German law to English law since. And uh, if this is done, the English courts will likely be confident a German court will recognize the plan. Okay, this is very helpful. Thank you, Aurelia. We're also going to do a special podcast on Adler later this week. So if you're interested in more details about the name, keep an eye on our website or anywhere you listen to your podcasts. We send a weekly roundup of reward content, ranging from breaking news to in-depth financial and legal analysis, as well as the latest podcasts that you can listen to and webinars that you can register to attend. Sign up to the newsletter now at reorg.com. Also last week, we had a webinar on what lies ahead in 2023 in Asian restructuring 
and where the opportunities for investors are. You can watch the replay of the Asian credit and restructuring webinar now at reorg.com and let us know what you think about it. We would like to hear your feedback to help us improve the podcast experience. So please take a moment to complete the short survey at the link attached to this podcast and let us know how we are doing. More information on all the situations and events discussed in this podcast are available on our website, reorg.com. We hope you can join us next Tuesday for another Reorg Europe podcast. Until then, have a great week and thank you very much for listening. Thank you.